Something you might have noticed I don't complain about. Politicians. Everybody complains about politicians. Everybody says they suck. Yeah. Well, where do people think these politicians come from? They don't fall out of the sky. They don't pass through a membrane from another reality. They come from American parents and American families, American homes, American schools, American churches, American businesses, and American universities, and they're elected by American citizens. This is the best we can do, folks. This is what we have to offer. It's what our system produces. Garbage in, garbage out. If you have selfish, ignorant citizens, if you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. And term limits ain't going to do you any good. You're just going to wind up with a brand new bunch of selfish, ignorant Americans. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's not the politicians who suck. Maybe something else sucks around here. Like the public. How should I begin this? This <laughs> guy, that, that was a sigh of frustration or what? It was just, uh, it was, it was just a sigh. Sometimes you got to sigh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how this goes? Facts and facts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the No Boundaries Podcast where... Facts are facts indeed, and opinions simply hurt people's feelings. Mm-hmm. I'll be your co-host for this day. I'll be your other co-host. I'm still Jay. I'm still Will. And we're... Still no boundaries. Yeah? <sighs> I feel like I got a curse in that intro from time to time, but I'm not I'm not feeling feeling the curse today. I'm just going to be regular degular. Regular degular. First mm-hmm. it was bootleggy. Now it's regular degular. I'm hey, I'm trying to set trends here. Stop it. Okay. Stop it. Dude. Okay. You sound like Drake. Wow. <laughs> this just started off. This just started off. Just continue. did you did you hear the album? I heard the Drake album. I still haven't really heard the um, the Rick Ross. I've only heard like three or four songs off the Rick Ross. But I mean, I just. I don't compare those niggas. Like it's hard for me to just compare. Like, I don't like it's, today's it's two rap. different kinds of albums. So I, to compare them is like you can say, all right, who album do you like better? But to compare them and say who had the better album, they're they're in, you're you're basically in two different genres, if you ask me. To me, I mean, it's to me, it was always like trying to compare Nelly to Fifty Cent. You know what I'm saying? Like I even feel like Fifty Cent and Kanye should never been compared, but. People just look at it like it's, it's rap, but I'm like, nah, man, not nowadays, man. You got different versions of rap, mm-hmm. and I definitely feel like, yeah, Drake and Rick Ross can make music, make music that you can play in a club. But for the most part, I mean, that nigga Drake's music is relatable music for the most part. Is you know, he he's gonna it. he's gonna relate to your heartbreak and everything. Exactly, Ross he, gonna stun on you. Yeah, basically. I mean, and Drake will too, but Drake will do it in Jamaica. He'll do it in the United Kingdom. He'll do it in France. He'll give it to you in so many different ways that people, he's globally, everybody can relate to that motherfucker. And he has relatable music. Like you say, Rick Ross, on the other hand, is not only stunting on you, but at the end of the day, he gives you a struggle element to his flows too. Because I heard him a couple times talking about like how he had seizures on there. Yeah. How he has diabetes and shit. And how he's on house arrest. Your average nigga can definitely relate to that, especially a street nigga, because it's a bunch of street niggas that's been on probation. It's street niggas that's seen money, you know what I'm saying? It's street niggas that that um aren't scared to expose their their you know their their beefs or their you know frustrations with motherfuckers. So it was like, I guess to an extent, I think Rick Ross's album will probably 
it, it'll, it, will, it won't get played as long as Drake's. I think that's the, at the end of the day, that's the thing that matters. Yeah. I feel like radio stations are going to find a way to overkill Drake's album. Because I personally don't think that Drake had a lot of singles on his album or, or, or cuts off his album that were single-worthy. I don't feel Glow is a single. I feel Glow is something that you should actually experience when you listen to the album. Um, I feel like that, that track is tough. That track, I, that's probably my favorite one. To Glow be is tough. I, I like um, Passion Fruit. I think. I, I think Passion Fruit can probably be a single. Like I said, they're gonna force his album to be a single. They're gonna put anything, and it's not like Usher Confessions. Like it was shit on there that was okay. You know what his album about? So I'm gonna, that nigga just got catchy shit. Some of Drake shit not even catchy on his album, and I'm hearing it on the radio. I don't feel Glow is a catchy song. I feel Glow is a special song. Mm -hmm. But go to Rick Ross' album, I feel like Rick Ross got a few cuts on there that could be singles, but he's Rick Ross, and I don't really just... The radio station out here ain't bumping Rick Ross like that. I, I appreciate Drake for rapping yes, on yes. this album. Like, a lot, of, a lot of people put, like, man, this is a classic, and, you know, uh, eh, well, you know, Drake, I still take, think Take Care is the only classic he has in his catalog. Definitely, Because that's the only one that you can just press play through. What's his and, first album? Uh, Thank Me Later. I think I think Thank Me Later, I won't like, classify it as a classic. I would definitely say it was a good introduction to a new artist, and I feel like he deserves to be where he is because of Thank Me Later. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think it was a classic. Yeah, take, take I can, care of I can only classic. play... See, when I listen to Thank Me Later, I only listen to the guts of that album. I listen to the track he got with Swiss Beats and T.I. I, I listen to the track he got with Wayne, mm -hmm. the track he got with Jeezy, mm -hmm. and the track he got with Hove. Mm -hmm. And then I don't listen to anything else. <clears throat> uh, yeah. I can't... I, I don't... Man, I listen to Drake when I want to. Mm -hmm. And it's it's definitely a mood thing. But other than that, if I'm in the car just chilling and the radio happens to be on, they force Drake on me, dog. But what I like about that that Ross, that's some that's 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 some high energy. Definitely. Like like I think it, I think it was that second track. He he told he <coughs> say I took my roof off at the red light. I said okay, I don't, okay. I don't think I'm not taking my roof off at the red light. But, but you feel I good felt that him. energy. I felt that energy. Like was Wale on that song? Uh, was Wale oh, he was on trap. He was on trap. I don't think trap, Wale should have been on that song. I feel like when you Wale's not a trap guy. Yeah. Like, Wale, Wale should do songs with Kanye. Like you. Yeah, you're, I don't. I didn't get. Like I, I know like, you're not that street guy. Should have like, put him on a Nas song. Yeah. You didn't have Nas on the album. Yeah. yeah. You should have put him on a Nas song. I mean, I just feel like if you're gonna have Wale on a track, then put Wale on a storytelling track or a track about women. Or put Wale on a track where he can he can mentally exercise you. That's, or give him that's, interlude. That's give what Wale, interlude. that's what Wale does. He gives you that, um, and that's that's why I like Wale. I like those type of rappers that give you that that mental exercise oh, yeah, that, yeah. that hit you with the metaphor on top of a metaphor that make you think about it. Make you it. think, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I understand. You know, this day and age, this generation that you know, this day, we don't have, we honestly we don't have a generation of thinkers right now. There's not a lot of thinkers out there right now. And and if there are, they're overlooked heavily. Mm -hmm. So I and I and I don't think a lot of thinkers per se listen to trap music. And I think trap music is the wave is so fucking is is crashing so hard and it's everybody wants to jump on that trap wave simply because it's simple. And we don't have a generation of thinkers. So But the thing about music that's come out this year, it's been vast. Mm -hmm. You've got you've got the Migos this year. Mm -hmm. You've got um Big Ross Sean, this year. But Ross. yeah, but then you got the thinkers. You got Big Sean. Mm -hmm. You got nah, I'm like I can't. If it came out December twenty sixteen, I kinda feel like that counts towards I this, year this too. Is this year. Cause that fourth quarter is, is always just kinda uh 
Yeah, especially Mystic. You'll get you'll get maybe one solid album per fourth quarter every other year. So it's kind of like because eh. as far as Grammy considerations go, I think the fourth quarter does go into like when twenty eighteen Grammy comes around. Right, that 20, fourth quarter, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It, so that's I, why you you were like, oh, I forgot about that album. Didn't even qualify. Yeah, because yeah, it came yeah. right after the cutoff. I mean, right now for me, man, uh, the Khalid album or Khaled, however you pronounce his name, and the Big Sean albums are the albums I'm like was jumping it, back. Was and it forth. American Team? American Team. That nigga shit jamming though. He he got something special. Um, to me, it's just something. Uh, it's I like listening to shit that's. A breath of fresh air sometimes. I don't mind the Migos album, but I'm only going to listen to Migos album when I'm getting ready to go out at night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And really, at this point, that's the only time I probably listen to Drake or Rick Ross when I'm getting ready to go out. And I just want something to just get my energy up. Other than that, I mean, they, it's just, it's been a minute since I've actually heard an album and I'm just playing it for a whole month or two. And, and that's why I appreciate the Big Sean album because I listened to it for about a good month. I'm kind of dying down from it, but at the end of the day, it was a solid album that I listened to for more than a week or two. Those two albums right there, I'm not going to listen to those albums. I, I mean, I only listened to Drake probably twice. And like I said, I only heard four or five tracks off the Rick Ross. So. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really eager to hear more of it. I ain't saying it's bad. It's just... I, I, like like I said before, music is all about relatability. And, definitely. And right now, I feel like I'm relating to the Sean album a whole lot more. Because it, it's about, you know, making big decisions in your life. Yep. And I feel that that's where I'm at. And like, halfway off the balcony, just... You know, speaks Dope. to me right yep. now, so I'm 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 jamming it. I'm putting that on repeat. That bounce back is a is an anthem though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that bounce back. I mean, Big Sean has a quality album. I, I still think that we got more albums coming this year, but I mean, other than that, I kind of feel like this the front of the year been pretty. What do you top? Is it top heavy? Top it, heavy. Yeah, I, I think it's been pretty top heavy. I don't. I mean, even though I'm not a, a Future fan, I feel like Future came out. Yeah, two albums, man. That's, yeah, he's a heavy hitter. Two number ones. And I and I think about um who else, who else can drop this year that I, I I'd be like I guess okay. Kanye can drop again he could drop again nah, that's my, that's I, I heard I heard rumors Kanye could drop but I heard rumors Kanye was supposed to drop something like Monday or or last week or something nah, but you know Kanye hasn't dropped every year in a Jay-Z while Jay Z and Beyonce or just Jay Z dropping an album I don't know I don't know Khaled's gonna have an album yeah that's gonna be Ex- heavy. Exec- executive produced by his son Asad oh god. <laughs> Bro, the way Khaled comments on Assad's Instagram, like Assad could just be like, "Oh, okay, sure," kills me. Hey, hey, Assad, send me this video. You, you just can't talk to your wife, like. <laughs> Something wrong with that nigga. Bro. It kills me, bro. It's hilarious. I but, understand, but he loves his son, I don't though, bro. No, I don't understand. He's that, not, you know, Something wrong with he's that nigga, not, bro. You, Ah, he loves his son, man. Man, that nigga, something wrong with that dude. I've been saying that shit now. Something wrong with that I think that nigga. I don't think that's an act either, though. I think something wrong with that, bro. (laughs) I really really think something wrong. I think, I'm telling you, man, there's a lot of people that come across money and they they probably with special ed, bro. Like, (laughs) dog. Like, like Black Youngster. But, man, I think Birdman is special, too, bro. You gotta be. I I mean, I don't care how business savvy they appear to be. I think them niggas special, bro. I mean, think about the people that Birdman screwed over. I think they special, too. I don't, it's just, look where you're coming from in the education that you were like, exposed to. American education. At its, at, its, at its absolute finest. American education. I mean, you producing millionaires, but a lot a lot of times, man, it's really based off opportunity, bro. A lot of these cats wouldn't even be millionaires if they had to self-make themselves. A lot of them ain't self-made, bro. They, they literally came across people, or they had a connection, they had a cousin. That's it. I think opportunity is 
as key in, in anything that's successful. For most of these people, it was opportunity. Some people, nigga, like I can't I can't say Steve Jobs was a hundred was a hundred percent himself, but he had the skill set to make the opportunity matter. If a nigga came to me from Apple offering me some money, I can't make a freaking motherboard. I don't have any ideals. So that opportunity is a waste. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some people just have this like Zuckerberg. He knew how to do this shit with the, to create the, the social media or whatever. It's a those twins, those twins, they just kinda had the opportunity. I mean, it's you it's 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 skill that's gonna be involved. It's um I mean and it's it's just knowing it's timing too, dog. And at the end of the day, man, a lot of the, a lot of these cats to me that that have subpar skills, I feel like it's it's seventy percent. I feel like future was seventy percent opportunity. You just happen to be you just happen to be dungeon family dungeon connected. family connected, bro. Like, yo, you're you're people don't want to admit that it's a redundancy of music that gets played over and over and over, and you just finally get to the point where you're just like, fuck it, I'm a jam to it. I'm I'm guilty of it. It's I'm a bob my head to bad music. It happens sometimes. I think I've even mentioned on the show before, like. I'm not going to call it bad music, but, like, the redundancy of it, it gets just drummed into your head until it's to the point where it's like, okay, I think I do like this song. Like, with Alicia Keys Falling, I hated that song when it came really? it first came out. Like, she's just out here hollering, and, like, I didn't I didn't like it at all, but then I, I listened to it and listened to it and mm-hmm. listened to it. It's like, all right, okay, the, the piano is dope. Yeah. Like, and then it just kind of grows on you, and, fuck, I, I still know every word to that song to this day. Wow. And then it just kind of... Put me into her catalog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's definitely then, top five for me. And then like, even even like that with Neo. Like I don't I don't even know how I started liking Neo. But Neo's a good artist. I have every single Neo album. Just hmm. don't even just didn't just happen. He's good. He's a good artist. I I, can't, I I'm really surprised he got as big as he did because I didn't feel like he was appealing enough. Because yeah. I feel like I feel like he was a life Jennings in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt like you could look at life Jennings and you just felt like. He wasn't appealing enough, but they was able to sell Life Jenny because of his story. Yeah, it was like oh, it just mashed up. It just made sense. And then Neo came in the time of the sex symbols, and he wasn't a sex symbol. Not at all, not at all. I checked. I, I checked out the Dave Chappelle yesterday, man. I, I got like fifteen minutes left on the second one just because I was tired. But I feel like that. I feel like they both were like it's hard to say which was better, but that first one had some iconic moments. I was cracking the fuck bro. up in here, bro. Hold on, man. If, if you was to have your own little comedy show and you can pick, like, your top three today, your your host and your opening act, your middle, and who going to close it, who would it be? Top three? Right so now, Today? Today. Like, if you was to have your own little kings of comedy, like, type okay. of thing. Damn, you put me on the spot. Purposely. Uh, my host... My host, my host would be um, Gabriel Iglesias. Okay, I, I, I like him. Niggas just crazy to me for some. I, I like this his whole fluffy bit and everything. He he be my host. Yeah. Um, I forgot the name of his stand up, but I believe. I would. Uh, I would have Kevin Hart. Okay. okay. Be be the middle relief. Okay. Because his his. His his style is more innovative. Mm-hmm. Like his last stand up, you know, he had the jumbotron in- integrated into what he was telling you. So you you get the story he's telling you, but you also get a visual with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have I'd have Dave, and I, he's got to be my closer just because you put me on the spot, and I can't think of any other mm-hmm. comedians yeah. that I'm I'm looking at right now. So Dave would be my closer. Dave would be my Bernie Mac. Definitely, definitely. You still, you still, well, who's your opening? Oh, so he's your opener. Who's your host? Who's your host? 
Gabriel Iglesias is my so host. Still got a I still got another one, and I just yeah. can't think of any other comedians right now. I think if I was to do it, I think you know Seinfeld would be my host, obviously. Oh, you said right now though, like that's that's a classic though. That's it's a, a legend. Host. It's a host. Nigga, <laughs> me on that. Is a legend. Yeah, but he's active now. Oh, okay, okay. Because okay, gonna, Jerry, I really, Jerry is still I really touring. To screw you, because I was gonna be like Jerry's still touring, but like he's not active. Active. He's not releasing. DVDs and stuff like that, but he's still touring. So. I, I feel you. I mean, I mean, artists is a little different. I mean, you come back to this, but I, I just kind of feel like Seinfeld hosting it and then having um, Chris Rock open it up, mm-hmm. and then in, in the middle, I think, I think, I think just to have Kevin Hart in the middle is smart, and I just feel like Dave Chappelle just has to close it. You know what I'm saying? He has to be the brand. And, 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 and if anything, my alternate host would probably be Martin Lawrence, just just because I just think that. People just would just be so happy and never to see him on the stage, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But that that's just that's just me. I, I'm not even a big fan of Kevin Hart, but I'm like that. That's why my favorite one of my favorite segments was his ode to Kevin Hart, bro. Like, because <laughs> me having a son and I know how it is, bro. Like, he's sitting there and he's like, you go to a comedy show. I'm a comedian for a living. Nigga, my son is holding his chest, cracking like, up. You don't laugh at my jokes like that. I thought that shit was so real and hilarious, and I just I respected it, dog. And the whole the four times I met OJ, I think that shit was brilliant, dog. Like I was and like, he's he just he's he's one of a kind, dog. And then when he goes, what you think I don't get mad? Hell, Keen Pill been doing my show. I, mean, I had to watch him do my show for years. But I know he has respect for them. Uh, yeah, I know he has that's why them. he says their names. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he wouldn't bring them up if he didn't respect. Them. Exactly, and that's my thing with the Levar Ball thing, you know. And, it's crazy as we jump around like we always do, but the LeVar Ball thing bothers me because it's like you, media gives this nigga spotlight. You you go to LeBron, ask him a question, LeBron, LeBron reacts. I'm like, LeBron, what you mad for? Like like LeVar said, like, you, what you going to do when you see me? Like, when you see me, you probably ain't going to acknowledge me. Like, I'm nothing to you. So why is you even mad at the fact that I'm saying your name? You should be mad at the fact that the media is bringing your name up while they in my prison. Y'all feeding him this. And you see how JJ coming around. You see how he coming around. <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, like, you know, like, you can sit here and say he disrespecting these people's kids, but in, in all is fair in love and war. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it is what it is. Like, niggas gonna talk shit. Then nigga ain't like he talking about, I hope look, your kids die. Fuck your kids. Yeah. He just said, man, your kids whack. Nigga, kids call each other whack. So, like, like even even today though, he said the little boy twelve years old. I hope he does have a, a a good successful career and everything. But you know, he's like LeBron's kids will probably never live up to his spotlight. Statistically, it's proven. George's kids don't exist basically. They don't. And so, as long, the and, last I heard of his kid was he was dealing with a prostitute or something. I I don't know. He, about he got that. caught up with a prostitute. Like that's that's Le, that's Jordan's legacy. That's the, the legacy of Jordan's kids. One of them got caught up with a prostitute. Yeah. And can and, and and one of, and they, Did they, they didn't go pro. The NBA? They, no, neither one of them went pro. You know, like I think one of them didn't even play basketball. The, the basketball, the, the 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 legends, their kids have rarely done well. It's been the the, the minor ones like Dale. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Tim Hardaway. His his son's decent. That's his son for real, right? Tim Hardaway. Okay, no, his, son, yeah, yeah. his son's more than decent. His son is all star material in the next three or four years. I, I, son, I wish he would have stayed in son, New York. His son is definitely all star material. It's just the way the league is set up and the way. It's the kind voting of politics, goes. yeah, because I kind of feel like there's no reason for Bradley Bill not to be an all-star. Bradley Bill offensively is better than John Wall at times. But John Wall is a, you know, he's, he's a better popular. all-around player. Yeah. And he's more popular. That's it. But uh, it's the, the league is just crazy right now. And I definitely think 
Gordon Hayward happened to get lucky and slide in there. I know he's all-star material, but Gordon Hayward just in a position, and he's on the West, so it was just easier for him to get in there. But at times, like, once again, to get back to the point, a lot of these legends, they don't have kids that grow up and do a lot. Like, Shaq kids, I know one of them has potential to do something. Sharif, yeah. But he has a few of them that actually went through college. And and if I'm not mistaken, I think Sprewell had a kid. We, I mean, and to me, Spearwell's a legend. Might not be to everybody else, but you just like choking people. Yeah, true. He's iconic for that. But yeah, either way it goes. I, I mean, but at the same time, you can't be mad at somebody for wanting their kids to do well. Yeah, of course not. And you can't, you, and you can't be mad at that man for being confident. You can't, bro. You can't, bro. Like, like if you if you ask me, you know, can I play LeBron one on one? Yeah, I can play LeBron one on one. You're asking I, I, me. Why you're am I asking back me, down? Why am I gonna back down? My son don't need to see me back down. And I'm not finna back down. You no. know what I'm saying? But LeBron I know. to get out there and probably bust my ass. I probably won't score, but if I'm gonna play. If LeBron even gets on the court with me, he's already proven my point. He's already lost, really. He really has. Because he, he's, he's identified me as a formidable opponent. I'm literally a tech. As LeBron, me speaking as LeVar Ball, my kids are the great ones. I am not knowing. I'm no one. Yeah. So so saying I made 2.2 points per game, that don't make no So? So, but I bust your kids, ass. Look at my kids. Yeah, sweet I bust your ass. Shit. My kids are in the sweet 16. And this, this is what, what really um, got, because he was talking to Stephen A today, and he goes, um, well, speaking of your other kids, didn't LaMelo and LaAngelo or T- Tangerine, LaDalia, La- La- oh, wow. whatever that kid's name is, shit. he said, didn't they lose recently? He said, well, LaVar Ball said, well, the thing about it is I got three boys, so I'm always winning. Always. We, we can talk about LaMelo, but Lonzo in the sweet 16. Yeah. After, after Lonzo's in the Sweet 16, we're going to be talking about him going to the draft. To the draft. By the time, by the, time the regular season starts, LaMelo and them going to be back playing again. Yep. So if he's taking L's in the NBA, I got these over and here. And they're going to be taking L's. I got, and the fact that his name is going to forever live on and he's had this moment, that's all that matters, bro. Like, his 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 brand is getting ridiculous right now. I Like I said, as soon as I noticed it, as soon as I stopped and I stopped looking at the fake news, I'm like, hold on. This nigga ain't doing nothing that any other respectable black man would possibly do if he had the opportunity. And capitalizing. His, and, and his third eye is open. His, to me, he, he's, his, he's awake. He sees everything around him. He's like, hold on. This is an opportunity I can't miss. I got My son is top three in the nation. Is he, is he number one or top three? I'd say top three. Yeah, you know, cause I, I, I want to say that if the cat from Oregon may be a little better than him. Yeah, but he's... He just, he just ain't as marketable. Yeah. Know? This guy's half black, half white. You know how mulattoes do in this country. But you to know? quote Drake, sorry for those listeners that we lost with the with the basketball talk. Oh, shit. I forgot we were talking about basketball. <laughs> they have no idea who we just talked about. No idea whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. It was important, though. Well, back to Chappelle. I, I, what was I your favorite was segment? Um, if you haven't watched the Chappelle by now, I feel sorry for you. You tripping. I think it was the second segment where he was talking about the, the extortion. <laughs> the, the, the second part. You talking about Austin City Limits? Or yeah, Austin about, City Limits, okay. where he's talking about um, he got extorted. Oh, no, no, take that back. It was about, my favorite was when he went to school, when his son, you, if you, you so might I, not I still got like 10, 15 minutes Okay, left, you might not see this. But his, he had to go to, to school to check on his son or whatever. He was going to pick him up. And, you know, the teacher's like, oh, you know, we got to gotta talk to you, you know, some your son, your son hit, hit somebody, whatever, hit a little girl. 
And so and, and he, Chappelle tried to encourage him to lie, and say he didn't he didn't do it, but he his son, you know, was honest, said he did it. And then he goes, you know, well, why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? He said his son threw a fistful of tears, said, because she had it coming. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bro, I was in here hollering. That nigga, yeah, that nigga silly, y'all. That nigga, he, 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 the way he delivers the story is just... When he laughs at his own jokes, bro, I'm telling you, that shit's so funny to me, Even y'all. Even with the OJ stories, like, they just come out of nowhere. They, they so the perfect, third time bro. I met OJ, <laughs> it's a perfect transition. And, and, and even with the uh, with the, uh, little white with the, uh, the pussy juice. Yeah. Ugh, that word. But anyways... <laughs> which, is, which, is, which was weird, because, like, I had that same thought. Like, can I say pussy? <laughs> Like, not that I go out wanting to say this word all the time, but, like, when is this appropriate to use that word? I just, I've never been a fan. Me, personally, like I said, when dudes be, like, saying, like, shut your pussy ass up, blah, 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 it just, it's, it flows out differently. I don't, I've never been a fan of females when they said it. I don't know why it just bothers me when females say it. It, it, sounds, it sounds like they're disrespecting themselves. Yeah, it's just, it just, that's why I say vagina, because I just kind of feel like vagina is just, it's it's medically, it's it's correct. It just, it just but then sounds it, better to but me. But then you sound so proper. Oh, well, but just sitting there saying pussy, it's like, oh, what the girl, hell? Girl, I'm going to turn that vagina makes it, up. Like what you know, say, it just, it just, it just sounds gross at times. That's why he was like, a nigga shouted delicious. <laughs> It's like, who thinks delicious? Like, you actually just got down there and you just did what you did and you like, delicious. Like, no, that's t- there's no way humanly possible that somebody actually thinks it's delicious. Maybe she seasoned it, you know, put a little paprika hey, on man, it. Hey, man, maybe she's just one of the girls that's on a good diet. You know, you are what you eat. That's what you say. You are what you eat. But, I mean, and even with that, like, without that picture I sent you with the girl with the uh, fupa, the fat upper, ugh. What, what does the H stand for? Area. Oh, the fat upper pussy area, which is so fucking disgusting. It, look how that sounds. It's nasty, though. It's just, it sounds gross. It sounds gross. I, it, it does. <laughs> it, it sounds gross, but in the it, moment, that's probably like... It's irrelevant in the moment. I don't care. I'm just saying, but it sounds gross. And just, you know, going into to the body shaming thing, I feel where she was coming from while, by, by putting her fupa on Instagram or whatever whatever it was. But I just kind of feel like... Actually, no. No, 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 no. That was her stomach. That's, that's There's a, a difference. But it's it's the connection. Because if you really think... If you really look at a, a woman... If, if you look at the anatomy of a woman... And you see how she's structured. You see the legs. You see the thighs. The vagina's there. And then the stomach is... It's It looks right. You kind of get that visum, you know? But the thing is... Okay, but so what do you call that... kangaroo pouch. What do you call that upper area? Like, below a man's stomach, but right above his his, his shaft. Like, what is that area? I thought it was the groin area. Okay, so that's technically her groin area. But, the, from but the they picture, call it fupa now. Which is disgusting. Groin or fupa? Which one do you prefer? Groin. <laughs> exactly. Because I, because I was an athlete and we identify our injuries appropriately. Exactly. My groin is hurt. I got a, a calf strain. And, and, and even, with, even with a fat guy or overweight guy, like when a, when a female is dealing with an overweight guy and it, and it's almost like it's uh, like that Dunlap, like it's almost like his belly is covering wait, wait his Wait, what? The Dunlap? That's what that's, that's what that's called? I just kind of just went with it. Okay. I, just All right. it. I didn't know. They say I'm getting close to that, so I need to. <laughs> your, be- your belly done lapped over your belt. Ah, uh, no, I'm not getting that close. Yeah, no, you're no. not. Hell I'm no. Going, you ain't nowhere near that. You're I'm nowhere going the opposite direction. I'm going to be 
solid by December. Come on, man. Dunlap, you ain't nowhere near that. Don't do yourself like that. But I got I got some confidence issues. I'm working on those. I'm working on those. I got I got some insecurities within me that I gotta work on. Like I was saying, man, as far as everybody getting ready for Vegas or whatever, niggas get their bodies ready. It, it, ain't nobody getting ready. Chris still gonna have them chicken ass legs when we get to Vegas. He gonna be built like olive oil holding Bluto chest up. I ain't two Chip fil A cookies on my way over here. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like you don't give a shit because you ready. Uh, no, you st- you, it's a you, part see, of my lifestyle. See, you know what I'm saying? See, you don't got to yeah. jump into it. Yeah, like, see, you stay ready so you don't have to get ready. I could easily That's fall off in the next two, month or two or feel like shit. Could you really? Hell yeah. Could you fall off or would you just feel like shit? Same. Like, I think, I think... You'll be able to tell. I, uh, of course you'll be able to tell, yeah. but it won't be as drastic. Like, I think you would I think you would feel worse than you would actually look. Oh, yeah. Probably. Because Probably. you would just pump so much junk and bad grease and stuff into your system and stuff that you wouldn't, you know. Oh, by the way, I already fell off my whole 30 thing. Damn, was that hard? It wasn't that hard. Yeah, I see the banana pudding in there. I didn't. That just, it was. That, that's it. Yeah, that's not even my. Okay, okay that's mine. Okay, that's mine. Ah, we better than that, dude. I told you I was going to get banana pudding. But ain't nothing wrong with banana pudding, though, bro. Yeah, there's something wrong with that. <laughs> damn, damn. You can even finish it. What? You had like, what you had, like a piece? Oh, yeah, that's a lot. Like, I had like a scoop. I just had a craving that I had to. So I like, I took one tea. It was basically one of those teaspoons. It's like and, a cheat meal. Baby. Yeah, it was, Not even. It, I just had that craving. And like, I got the taste, walked out, got my hit, I moved on. Is it that good? I, I it's, it's, it's real good. It, it, it's been in a couple Fat times. Fat ass put you on it. Yeah. I wonder who introduced you to it. But, anyways, but the diet itself. It's, all, it's more about discipline than food mm-hmm. because the food, I'm, I'm, I mean, the hardest thing I had to do was clarify butter. Yeah. And But other than that, like, it was just a regular recipe. Mm-hmm. And I, I did the cauliflower mash instead of having mashed potatoes, which tasted a lot like mashed yeah. potatoes at, at the end. But, like, the food just, t- it tastes regular. Like, it wasn't like I was sacrificing taste or at any point. You, you rarely ever do, bro. I'm telling you, a lot of people don't know that, man. You rarely ever have to sacrifice taste, man, because a lot of things that we eat nowadays, man, it's, it's really the seasoning that makes it what it is. I mean, seasoning and texture. Mm-hmm. Like, in my mind, I was like, I'll make, for breakfast, I'll have, like, the two-ingredient pancakes where you just do the mashed bananas and the egg, and then, you know, I'll have some sugar-free bacon. You know, I'll do that for breakfast. And then I'll get some honey, you know, so it's not just dry. But that, but for the whole thirty, it's it's all mentals. Like, no, don't do two ingredient pancakes because you're still in your mind. You're still eating a pancake, which means you're still being fat. So, I mean, and, and it's that's the whole the whole point of me bringing this up is the the thing that people need to realize about your whole point of bringing this up because you like the fupa. The fupa is disgusting. <laughs> but at the same time, I really wish that 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 females would understand. Yes, you being big bone or you being overweight is is not necessarily a turnoff, but the fact that it is unhealthy, it needs that needs to be addressed. Yes, you can. You don't. We don't body shame. I don't go around calling chicks fat. I don't do that shit. But at the same time, people need to understand that cardiovascular diseases, you know, signs of diabetes. A lot of that shit is due to simply being overweight. So when you go to the doctor's office and they tell you that you're overweight or, you know, nearing obesity or whatever, fuck all that American standard shit and trying to be skinny like a European. The fact of the matter is they look at your bone density. They look at all that shit and then they say, hey, you have this excess amount of fat, you know, on top of your abs. 
you know what I'm saying, the top of your ab area. And that specific area that she's she's proud of, she needs to understand that that excess fat that's right there is really affecting her blood pressure. It's, it's really affecting her blood pressure and her glucose levels. And glucose is one of the most important you know, like energy sources that your body is going to run off of. I mean, it's a simple carb. And I remember I was talking mm-hmm. about that on that episode. So it's just like, I, I don't I don't want to sit here, you know, keep, you know, downing people that body, you know, the body shaming thing or body positive, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, yes, you can be heavy set and be good looking, but that is irrelevant. Who cares about looking good if you're unhealthy? Like, that shit bothers me. Like, everybody's like, oh, I'm cute though, blah, blah. But, it, but your body is showing signs of, being unhealthy so do something about it and it may be harder because the older you get the harder it gets Mm -hmm. and like the signs be there like you know the bad back or you know not even not being able to stand up for a long time bad lack of energy the lack of energy and now i tell that's like the first one oh i'm tired i'm tired well how long did you sleep i slept this did you sleep good yeah i felt like i slept pretty soundly you're then you're you're work you're putting your body through extra work to carry around extra body. Yeah, because your body, your body wasn't a lot. Man, the, the the size you were when you were like 22, 23 years old, you, that's probably was your body at its peak and it's probably at its strongest. Anything that you put on top of that, you're putting you're putting wear and tear on your body, man. Like you gotta understand something, especially in the black community, dog. Going back to the intro when he talks about the with the uh, American education and and just the way people are. We're still in that mind state of, if I got money, I'm finna eat. You know, I'm gonna eat good, blah, blah, blah. That's the black community for you. You know, because I, I tend to see a lot of people get heavier when they get when they, when they get a job that pays good money. It's almost like all they have time for is to eat good and go to work. And they don't have no time to take care of themselves. And they think because they're eating at a restaurant that they're eating good. But that restaurant, at that restaurant, is Papa Do's ain't no different from McDonald's. No, let me tell you something. Because at the end of the day, you don't really know what's, what what they're doing back there with your food. Like you don't know. You can't a hundred percent be sure that what's going into your body is every ingredient that they're telling you it is. And I and I found that shit to be crazy because just recently, I, I mean, I was making my own smoothies recently just for the hell of it because I had a ninja or whatever. But then I was like, every now and then I was like, man, let me grab this uh this naked drink or this Bolton Farms drink or whatever. I, I tend to lean more towards the Bolton Farms. It like tastes a little better Farm. to me. Yeah. But then I used to work for Bayer. And uh, Bayer recently, Bayer and Monsanto recently, you know, came together. And basically, those two companies are fucking ridiculous. They're just savage, bro. Bayer is, if you look at Bayer and what they did to the people in China as far as AIDS medicine, you'll fucking trip out. But to get to the point, those two companies basically have some stock in Naked Drink. And Naked Drink, I had to do my fact checks and realize that they ain't got sued recently for $9 million for not being 100% honest with the FDA about what goes into their drinks. And when you look at their shit, it's 100% natural. It's saying natural, natural, natural. So it's just like... But the natural and organic are have shades of gray. Man, they do. They do. Like, you can... you can They'll sell you something that's, and call it organic, and it's be right right a step below what you normally get. Look for the non-GMO label. I, I, don't, I can't sit there and say that I can trust it all the time, but looking at the non-GMO label, you know that shit wasn't tested on animals. You know, you know, a lot of times it's not going to have a lot of artificial ingredients and a lot of preservatives in it. If you can if you can see those labels and you feel safe with the company that you're buying from, try to stick with that. Seeing all natural and organic really doesn't mean anything, man. Like, it just really, it really doesn't. And you honestly, if, if you're getting it hella, hella cheap, then it's probably not as 
not that great for you. And at the same time, you got to recognize when you're getting something cheap because of the store it's in or you're getting something cheap just based off the fact that the company is just, is just is cutting corners. Yeah. Like I said, Papa Do's may be charging you out the ass, but it's just because it's Papa Do's. You're paying you can, for the name. You can go get that same meal from one of them holding the walls in the hood. You know what I'm saying? And it's same ingredients, same everything. They charge you $12. Papa Do's charging you 36 Yep. Come on, man. You know you you know we stay in a capitalist country where get your money, man. Ba- basically, you know, like this whole healthcare thing, the whole healthcare argument. This is a topic that I don't even understand what's going on. No, right no, no. I don't understand what's going on right now with healthcare. Well, my company being bought out, I, I learned a little bit more about healthcare. I know you you got healthcare. You got yeah, healthcare. yeah, yeah. But to get to the point, well, healthcare. What people don't realize is people always run around and talk about you know. Healthcare, healthcare should be a right. Everybody should have healthcare. In America, in a capitalist country, you're telling me that if you had an insurance company, you would just be handing out insurance to everybody for free. How are you gonna survive? You not? How are your kids gonna eat? Okay, now to the point I was gonna make since the beginning, since the birth of this show, me and Jay were always supposed to talk about minimum wage, and we never do. We never talk about minimum wage. We always talk about how we were going to talk about minimum wage. We never do. We never talk about minimum I thought we... Yeah, we never, we I don't never know. Talk about it. Yeah, we always... We deep in here now. Yeah, yeah. So it's like... Same thing, man. This is my this is my take with minimum wage. And people protesting all around the country for years and years talk about minimum wage should be a living wage. My thing is... Don't get me started on how some places in McDonald's... Some, some uh, McDonald's uh, franchises are going automated. To where they want to cut humans out the way, period. So, humans in America need to realize something. When you start talking about a job that is qualified, that a, that a, a legal immigrant with no, Ameri- no American education can qualify for, should be a living wage, you have to understand that you're basically saying that I shouldn't even have to go to high school. I shouldn't. What I got to high school and college for? If, what is the benefit? If of, I'm cool at getting this living wage and just living. Exactly. So you're saying that, you know, $15 an hour, you know what I'm saying? I should get $15 an hour for uh, for working at McDonald's. You feel like that's suitable. I'm like, okay. So what you need to understand is with, with, with McDonald's paying their workers $15 an hour, what type of, um, how do I say, what type of motivation are you giving for the average citizen to actually want to strive to be more when they're making a living, living wage off of simply flipping a burger or, or making fries? For eight hours, what's what? I mean, the reality of that, like, so when McDonald's prices go up because they gotta pay their workers more, or when inflation goes up here in the, around the United States, like, what sense does that make? You know, like, even it, it, although the, I hate it, don't get me wrong, I hate it because I feel like a lot of times it goes back to the supplier. Like, maybe if the suppliers weren't charging so much for their meat, then you know they could pay their workers more. It, it's it's a trickle down effect. Do I, do I feel like everybody in America should have a living wage? Yeah, it would be lovely, but it's just not realistic. No. It's a capitalist country, and would it be in a capitalist country, like I said, with insurance? You can't be sitting there just giving out insurance, and I guarantee you, if they start doing that, insurance is going to get crappier. you got to remember something. I just took my son to the hospital, and when I took my son to the hospital, he has good insurance. won't go into you know, how deep it, you know, how good it is, but he has good insurance. So, with him having good insurance, he's able to see some pretty decent doctors. Decent doctors. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not the best. Not the best. They decent. You know, because in, in America, in order to get the best, you have to be able to make the money. In, in that case, while everybody can't ride around in BMWs, Ferraris, and Lamborghinis. So everybody, should be able, everybody should be able to get one. But you, you know you what? Should, you should deserve the best. But it doesn't work that way. 
people people are arguing right now on the left and the right if if healthcare should be a human right. But it's like to me, like when you say a human right, I think water, food, those are basic human privileges. Water and food. And to be honest with you, in America, it's a certain quality of water you're gonna get. Play Michigan. And it's a it's a <laughs> it's a certain quality of food you're gonna get, Nobu. You know what I'm saying? So it just it just that's what that's the reality of America. Have I accepted it? I'm only accepted it because I was born in this country. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I've learned it's survival of the fittest. I'm, I believe that's what it takes. Like, do I feel like it's unfortunate? What this society, what Western society has brought about, yeah, I think it's unfortunate that we've come this far. Like, I love the reference that you used the other day when you said John Cleaver. Oh, yeah. I was like, this nigga took it all the way back. Like, leave it to Beaver? Like, you need to understand the 1950s. <laughs> the 1950s, if we were treated this like... Is, this is where this cookie-cutter lifestyle that, quote-unquote, everybody wants comes No, women. From. Let's get it right. Women. Women, women, women. <laughs> let's get it right. Women, the thought of a person sitting there telling their spouse that they want to be a homemaker, they want to be a housewife, is only a reality that was experienced, honestly, in the early 20th century, the mid-20th century. The, that reality is long and gone because this capitalist country has gone so far and we're basically paying the price. For the 50s yeah. and the 60s, which are technically the the greatest generations ever. See, you're not getting this three bedroom house. Yeah, with the big, with the, with the black and white TV that was for, for what, 30, 50 grand? No. Not even 15. that? 15. Man, I was watching, I forgot that movie with Angelina Jolie when she lost her son, The Changeling. She, dog, she was a freaking, um, like a, she worked at a call center and she was able to afford a three bedroom house with the son. And, and, and when, that's why people treat her the way she did because they was like, oh, you're a single mom. Single moms showed they got no love in the 50s. And she was making a living wage, three-bedroom house with a child. House was nice in the suburbs. This is the Who does 50s. that? It's not, not even remotely possible right now. In order for you to have a Bro, life, I have no kids. I make a decent salary. Mm-hmm. I probably still can't get a house in the suburbs. Well, the, re the reality of it is, it's it's people that have that substantial savings. It's gonna take them a while to be able to get the house in the suburbs. They're gonna they're gonna eat that savings account up. Mm -hmm. That savings account probably gonna be built three or four years, and then they'll probably be able to get a house. But that money that you just saved, probably ten grand, five to ten grand, in order to get a house. But you gotta think about that, like. That's a lot of money you just giving away to the government just to get a house. I mean, I, I ain't not the people that I like mean, you're, you're making an investment you're in your an future investment. and stuff. You're making an investment. It's a sound but, investment. But once again. You're making an investment in hopes that eventually, one day, the house will be worth more than what you paid for it. And you know what the government's banking on? You dying. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah. The, the government is banking on you dying so you don't get to see that luxury. You know how many people really get to see I'm, that luxury? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I wonder what the statistics are of people who buy houses and have it paid for within the next 30 years. Bro, 30 years? You you signed up to pay for this house 30 years. There's some people on 40-year ones, bro. I've never seen a 40. Man, there's some people on 30 plus. I'm 100% sure there's some people on 30 Oh, plus. yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they refinance. Just like people yeah, do with vehicles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, refinance, it's like, well, you know, if you stretch it out a little bit longer, your payments will drop. Actually, just, Met a, met a female and she 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 that's what she does she's a mortgage lender she she approves those 
I'm gonna ask her. But uh, anyways, that's but that's the reality though. Like they don't they're not hoping. Oh, oh, I'm I'm glad you came in here today. You know, oh, we're gonna make the best deal for you. We're gonna make sure that in the next ten years you own that house. So when you own that house, you can make money off that house. That you can have a home business. Negro, please. We don't want you to make money off this house. Think about what you would do if you if you pay off a house in ten years. When you pay off that house in ten years, guess what you can do? You can get you another house and you can rent that one out. And you make that house pay for the next on, house. <laughs> they don't want that. They don't want that. That's America for you. America is a fucked up, selfish, disgusting place when you really think about it. And that's that's the culture. The thing about America is I only want good for you when it's good for me. True. If true. it's not good for you, then I I don't want you to do good because now you're not dependent on me. Oh yeah, yeah. If I can, they want if, you to be dependent. Yeah. If I didn't, if I don't need your your bank account, or if I don't need you to finance anything for me, then you really don't want good for me. If I could go into the dealership right now and I could say, "Oh, I'm gonna pay cash for this Prius. I don't need you to finance me. You're not gonna you're not gonna get any interest off of me. I'm gonna pay cash for this Prius." Well, Mr. Brooks, let me show you the camera. <laughs> Because the, the camera costs more than the, than the Prius. Let me see where your dollar going to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to show you that Prius, but let me put you in this Camry, this fully loaded Camry. I'm going to stretch you out. That way, I can get you the finance. We're going to give you this interest rate. And now, I'm happy because what was good for you is now good for me. It's even better for me. Even better. They you, live off You would have been great in this, in this Prius. Your payments would have been low. Hell, you wouldn't have had no payments because you came in here with cash. Now, you got a monthly payment for the next five to seven years, and then probably three, four years down the road, we're hitting you up. Hey, ready to get out of that Camry? We got the new model now. We got that new model. We got, yeah, yeah we give you $2,000 You got those to swindle eyes, too, though. That's that, how America is, bro. That's how America, America like, looks at you like swindle. Dog, they, they, they look at you like, hey, man, you are the prey. You know what I'm saying? Like, I seen this picture the other day where it was just a bunch of humans and like and like they were they were wrapped in saran wrap like on this you know you get like a Tyson chicken or something like that mm-hmm. and they just wrapped in there with a barcode. I'm like that. This is how America sees you, bro. Like you're a piece of meat that's about to be sold on the black market or some shit. Speaking of that shit, that that mediocre ass show Iron Fist. I feel, <laughs> I feel like it was weird to me how they had that one scene that they never capitalized off of. You probably didn't finish Iron Fist. No, I haven't finished it. Don't waste your time. But they they had this scene on there where the sister took this guy back to the uh, to the back of this you know, the hospital or whatever, and basically she needed a favor from this guy, and she was like she was like, well, he's about to die like in two days. They about to pull the plug on him. But your nephew, oh, I seen that. He part. needs his pancreas. And, like, they never capitalized off that. And I was like, why did they have that in the show, like, a black market organ dealing thing? I'm like, what's up with this whole black market organ dealing thing? Like, I've seen it many times. Like, I know know black market organ dealing has been going on for a minute. Like, Get Out didn't show me nothing new. And uh, you ever seen the movie Selfless? Mm-mm. With um, well, Selfless is is another movie about transference of conscience. It has um, Deadpool. What's Ryan name? Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, and it has um. I, I remember the premise. Yeah, it has old buddy that played uh the Mandarin in Iron Man three. But anyways, uh, you know, it's a solid movie, but it kind of got slept on. And it's about you know basically rich people wanting to live forever, and they transfer their souls or transfer their com- consciousness. Basically, like Rockefeller. They just buy, yeah. Because <laughs> you know Rockefeller still alive. But anyways, uh, 
But he had like eight heart transplants before even this. I mean, I'm pretty that sure. That was the was, rough route. Yeah. Now he's going the route that probably has a slimmer chance. Yeah. Because the transference of consciousness or souls or whatever, the shit is crazy. Like, even the movie Chappie touched on that. Chappie touched on the, on transference of consciousness. Like, the transference of consciousness and just the whole idea of sex robots. That's why, that's why I had posted that shit about the sex robots because one thing, one thing about society right now is we've already got to the point where we're so socially awkward and we don't even know how to socialize with each other anymore because of social media to the point where a lot of people are going to start living a lifestyle to where they can afford to have those, those soulless companions. And those soulless companions are going to be able to mock a conscience because that's pretty much what it's all about. Like, it's it's getting easier and either because easier because most motherfuckers are walking around like zombies nowadays, you know. So it's kind of like um that that Black Mirror where she where she recreated her husband after he died. Oh man, it's, see it's, it's been happening. Yeah. It's nothing. It's like it's it's something that they're telling us. And then, and then telling it, us it, they're getting us ready for it. Yeah, yeah. They're they desensitizing really are. us to it. Did you finish? I didn't. I didn't never know you finished Black Mirror. Oh yeah, I finished it. Oh, you didn't want to though, huh? Were you depressed afterwards? I was so depressed. Like it's depressing. Bro. Every episode is depressing. It so. was very depressing. And like we said, reality seems to be kind of depressing, bro. Mm-hmm. Like that's, your average person is on some fucked up shit. I think, I think low key, I forget the titles of 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 that uh, of Black Mirror episodes, but I think low key when I really sit back and think about it, the one where you had to like have a certain type of status. The one that oh, had, where, uh, where she kept getting the the likes and whatever. Yeah, like that episode still like fucks with my head because it was like she did everything she could to get people to like her, and the more she did it, it just didn't work in her favor to the mm-hmm. point where she got to that big wedding that she wanted to get to, and it was just like you're trash, like yeah, and like that's fucked up because it was that's really what society is going to. Like I'm sitting there chopping it up with some, you know, with uh, with somebody in there. We're talking about how like. People have this platform, they're popular, and they're this and they're that, but it's literally just to be seen. Like, you just, you have this platform to be seen, you want a bunch of people to pretend like they like you, and it's for what? What do you get out of that? And I, I think, I found that one with the with the military, where they had them, had them under some kind of drug or whatever. And where they thought they saw, they thought they saw monsters, but they were regular people. Regular people. Illegal immigrants. At that. That's all it was. At that. And then it's like, this is what... Today's media is pumping indoors. Oh, it's these immigrants are bad dudes. Yeah. These immigrants are it's, bad it's, dudes. It's two, it's two medias. It's telling you that one me, one, one media is telling you that, that they're good, and the other one is telling you that they're bad. And then one media is telling you that these immigrants are bad, and then one media is telling you that Trump is bad. So it's, it's you know, it's, so, it's just so whatever, whatever pill you're taking. So the, It's whatever pill you're taking. a blue pill, you know? Yeah. And the reality is everybody ain't bad. Everybody ain't good. You got bad black people. You got bad white people. Come on now. It's just, it's just, it's, it's the middle, bro. It's, it's like mod- it's moderation. It's this thing. Um, I hear Charlemagne said all the time. He goes, "My dad told me told me one thing. He say, don't believe what people say because you're never as good as they say you are, and you're never as bad as you say as they say you are." And that's fact. Like nobody, nobody is as bad as you're gonna make them out to be. Perspective. Like like there are, there are people in your in your past that that have hurt you that you you know gonna make them out to be the scum of the earth. And then there's other people that, that know that same person and say they were a heaven sent angel. Like it's 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 all about perspective. Pretty much. And uh, one thing that I did realize was when when people are sitting there talking about how you know a. This per this person's a horrible person. This person's this and that. They trying to they trying to pretty much set you up 
to like dislike a person and then you really finally meet them and they're like, man, they're not all bad. And then you start to kind of realize like, damn, you know, perspectives play a huge fucking part in day-to-day life. Because I constantly meet people that I feel are shitty, but everybody loves them. I'm like, why do y'all fuck with this person? This person sucks. But it's like, hey, he got a bunch of likes on Instagram. He has a bunch of followers on Twitter. He's funny. Like, <laughs> like but, and we all know that the more, um, the more popular a person becomes, the, it seems like people tend to laugh at their jokes more simply because they're popular. You know, they, they find them more attractive simply because they're popular. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you take away the popularity, then it's just it's just me and you. Yeah. It's just two regular niggas. We're just sitting here broke. Yeah, just sitting here broke. Two regular niggas. And it's just like, what the hell? Like, what caused this epidemic of people not wanting to actually interact with people's souls? It's just all vanity. And it's society is slowly, slowly you know, going in that direction. It's like, fuck it. We just, we're just adapting to it. You know, but some of us obviously are trying to fight that. But for the most part, man, people are adapting to that shit. And it's just like it's becoming a part of their daily lives. I don't I don't think it's uh, it's healthy. That's one. That's another thing I liked about the Chappelle when he talked about the age of spin. I was like when he talked about the age of spin and he was talking about how people are sitting there with their camera phones and like they're pretty much getting so used to violence, you know, because like for us to see the OJ. That shit was fucking crazy when we saw the, you know, we saw OJ's um, little, you know, little run with the police. Like that type of shit was young groundbreaking. That, yeah. yeah, that shit was groundbreaking. Like what, what is going on? But then, but but now it's just like seeing a nigga get beat over the head, you know, it's by the police is just fucking regular. Or you're you're looking at at, at hood fights, and, uh, or you you know, in some you can go to one source and see all of this. All of it. Literally, that's all World Star does. World Star is literally just a, just it funnels a, everything into one place for you. And, and and everybody thinks that it's normal. I had to actually check somebody the other day when they were telling me about how you know society is getting bad. Society is getting bad. But I'm like, I constantly ask people all the time, like, when is the last time you actually seen this violence by yourself with your own eyes? And you were in in uh, how do I say? You had the possibilities of getting hurt. Like, when did you see this? Like, when have you seen this violence? You know, people, I don't. I don't remember the last fight I've seen. Yeah, people don't see these things. You know, like unless you're going out every day, you're just all over the world. Then I mean, obviously the possibilities are going to increase. But for the most part, people don't even see these things themselves. They have to go search for it. You're searching for this negativity. You're searching for this violence, and you're telling yourself that this is this is reality. No, cops beating up black people every day is not really reality. Like that's not what that's not what's happening the media is just stretching out the story mm-hmm. the media literally takes the story and they constantly pumping it out there because they ain't got shit to talk about and they're waiting for it to happen again and when it happens again they connect it yeah and then you just feel like damn niggas well, this getting is killed a, every this day is, this is the third time in, in so many in so many longs or, or however it's like I know it's a, it's only the third time because you keep dragging it out. It's not. It's not a like you, you know. You've never seen him drag out a touching story. Never. They don't want never. to. They don't want to. You 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 hear the one story about the oh the little girl who got who don't got socks for the homeless. You hear that in the last thirty minutes of the show, and that's it for about seven seconds. You won't hear like oh these people have come forward to help her or you know this is what she's doing now. That's it. Like positivity doesn't sell. Ratings doesn't move. People, people acting positive now is is what is is the is the trend. Like people acting humble, it's just it's fucking ridiculous, man. But it is what it is. I I tend to um I tend like I, that's one of the reasons why I just like 
kind of took my hiatus from Snapchat because I just kind of felt like the the the, the hyper reality that people are trying to present to me is just it's it's ugly because it's just like you know just sit, take a you know take a seat back relax a little bit like I don't need to see your everyday life you mm-hmm. know or I don't need to see these snapshots of your your life that you're saying is real and I know it really isn't because I know you. You know, like there's motherfuckers out there that are that are jobless that party more than I do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not knocking them for that, but I'm just saying, like, where are your priorities at? I mean, because I could become jobless next week, but that's the thing, though. You'll never really notice because I feel like I brought that type of balance to my life to where, even on social media, you I mean you just don't know my business like that. You know, and we're getting close, but either way, people just. Trying to 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 have that image, that's unnecessary because it's unnecessary for you to try to act like you're larger than life. Because when I actually see you in person, I realize that you're just a regular person. What are you gonna do? You yeah. don't have nothing. You don't have anything to show for. You just you're a regular person, and you probably can't even hold a conversation. I I can't. I can only count. I can't count on my hand like the amount of people that I talk to on a day to day basis. And I'm like, man, I, it's it's rare coming across a person that's actually hold a conversation. What the fuck are you serious? As much as people talk shit on social media, you're telling me that you haven't met somebody that can hold a conversation in in so long. That's weird to me. You know, like it's weird. Like what the fuck? Like who are you meeting? Yeah, what kind of people are you dealing with? You know, but it I hear it so much that it has to be that you know probably two out of ten people probably can hold a decent conversation without you know without coming off awkward or or, or getting upset, getting upset or simply saying what you doing or you know. What the fuck? Like people, it has to be real because people are tending to to complain about the same thing, you know. So I don't know. It is what it is. Words of advice? I got to give you my words of advice here in a little bit. My they they have my notes on my phone, and my mama calling me, and I'm just gonna look at the phone. Wow. Until I called earlier, she don't want nothing. Oh, okay, I, I okay. I guess I go first. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, man, I was gonna give some first date advice. Okay. Cause I realized something last week when I had, you know, I had help when I I went out, and I had like, so I, I could tell I could kind of, I'm starting to kind of tell when you know somebody is taking a chick out to a place that they really shouldn't be taking her out to, and I I actually saw a female that I knew, and she was with a guy, but I couldn't tell she was with a guy because their energy was so off. Like I'm like I see her, I'm like, hey, what's up, man? You know, blah blah. You know, you know, holler at me. You know, when you get a chance, and like. And I realized she see me, she's like, hey, what's up, I'm good, blah, blah, I'm with so-and-so. I'm like, y'all together? I can't even tell. And at that moment, I'm just like, why this nigga brought her here, probably on their first date, to a place where it doesn't highlight his strengths? Mm-hmm. Like, you're somewhere where you're, you're awkward now. If you're going to go out, you're going to take a female out, don't listen to everybody else. Go somewhere that's going to highlight your strengths. If you're a fucking good golf player... Take her to a mini golf and 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 act the ass on a on a, on a mini golf course and let your personality show. You know if 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 movies are your thing, don't listen to everybody when they say don't take a girl to the movie. Take girl to the movies and after that, capitalize off the fact that y'all either watched a bad movie or a good movie because that conversation can go somewhere. That hour to an hour and a, you know hour and a half to two hours that y'all sitting there next to each other, y'all probably cracking little jokes, y'all making that little connection during the movie. I mean, you're gonna get to know if she's the type of female that ask a bunch of fucking questions during the movie <laughs> or if she's the type of female that just kind of cuddles up under you while you're watching the movie you kind of learn those things so my advice to guys or to anybody when you go on a first date go on a first date that's going to highlight your strengths 
don't go to fucking bars. Don't go to fucking clubs if you're not if that's not a strength of yours. If you're not a party animal or you're not the type of person that you know turns up and can get the other person to you know kind of get turned up with you, then why are you even there? You just look awkward and you look stupid. So that's my advice. And the, and you also gotta listen too. If you're if you're just thinking about okay, what's my next question? What's my next question? You're messing yourself up. Listen and respond appropriately to what the person is saying. Definitely. That's what they said on Hitch. Listen and respond. It ain't hard. It's not hard. Niggas, and that, I say all the time, people listen to bullshit all the time. We giving them free bullshit. You and they don't. And they still don't and listen still, to it. And they still don't listen. I just don't get people. I we ain't charging them nothing. We give out gift cards. We do all. We ain't, we ain't not, We ain't trying to sell you no type of food. Literally just. I ain't asking no donation. Ain't asking for shit. Just conversation. I'm just asking for you a little mind time. They talk to us one on one. They talk to us when we together. So why not talk? Why not listen to what we gotta say? Just give me a little mind time. That's it. Niggas, do that with your females. Listen to what they gotta say. You know, it, it, it ain't hard. And if you don't understand, say that. Don't just go, oh yeah, word. She shouldn't have done that. Ask. Okay, wait. Who is that? Because it's gonna come up again. You might as well get familiar with the story because it's gonna come up again. No, these learn these people. Unless you're autistic or got ADHD or just have some type of special needs, listening isn't hard. Um, my words of advice: uh, Don't be afraid to fail. Be afraid to fail consistently. Consistently, excuse me. Because if you're failing consistently, that means your little stupid ass ain't learning from your mistakes. <laughs> Not at all. Not so, at all. so don't be afraid to fail. Failure is life. Failure happens all the time. Just don't continue to fail. Learn from their mistakes because success is in the growth. Learn and grow and be successful. Definitely. Definitely. Learn. And if you want to learn something, Google uh, 322, uh, 322, which was yesterday. Uh, it's a lot of connections to 322 and uh, Skull and Bones Society and Illuminati and shit. I don't want to read that shit. <laughs> I don't want that shit nowhere on my computer. Hey, I'm just saying, if you're bored. Um, um, I'm not that bored. <laughs> not hey. that bored. Hey. That's all, that, that's all I got, man. With, with that being said, before Willie had y'all drinking the Kool-Aid and the cult some goddamn work, <laughs> this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thanks for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization... People have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?